I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gusto nyo bang malaman kung paano dumating ang mga bozenyan dito sa mundo? Pues, makinig kayo sa podcast na ito. Dahil ako, si Prince Charles. At ito na ang katapusan ng mundo! <laughs> Welcome to Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast where we discuss and deconstruct everything Pinoy pop culture that you've either forgotten or were too embarrassed to admit you liked. I'm your super obsessive host, Ruel S. Devera, and today we will be talking about an ultra-electromagnetic part of our childhood, Japanese cartoons dubbed by Filipinos for Filipinos. Four decades of Pinoy's grew up with vaulting in as part of their playground lexicon and these anime not only played a part in who we are today as a nation but also constitute an epic secret story by itself. This is the ultimate episode on the Philippines national robot, Voltes V. Imagine a time when Pinoy kids could come home from school and watch giant robots on TV on every channel every weekday. It was the late 1970s, deep into martial law, and it was just standard operating procedure to have a super robot show on. The kids just called them cartoons, but the proper term was anime, or in the West, Japanimation, but these terms wouldn't be in use until much later. The specific correct term is mecha, giant robots powered by human pilots. Mecha as a genre began with the creation of Osamu Tezuka's Tetsuan Atom, aired here and abroad as Astro Boy, but it was Gonagai's creation of Mazinger Z, that set off the sub-genre known as Super Robots. And Filipinos loved them, none more than Voltus V. The show's title, Chodenji Machine Borutesu Faibu, translates into Super or Ultra Electromagnetic Machine Voltes V. Outside Japan, it was simply called Voltes V.
originally aired by Asahi TV in Tokyo in 1977, it was directed by Tadao Nagahama and written by big Japanese production company Toei Company Limited's in-house writers as the middle part of the Robot Romance Trilogy, a very popular series of super robot shows, all produced and distributed by Toei. Voltus 5 was preceded by Chodenji Robocombattler V. Yes, that show also had Super Electromagnetic and V in its title and bears many resemblances to Voltus 5. The trilogy was concluded by Tosho Daimos. Yes, that Daimos. Another show very familiar to Pinoy's. Voltus 5 was about a civil war on the planet Barzan, where the Horn Barzans oppressed the Hornless Barzans and have now come to invade the Earth. The only people who could defend the Earth was the Voltus 5 team. Kenichi Go, Daijiru Go, Hiyoshi Go, Ipei Mine, and Megumi Oka. Leading the Barzans is Prince Hainel. The Barzan send their unstoppable flying saucers and beast fighters to dominate the Earth. But the humans have a secret weapon, the combining robot Voltus V, built by Kentaro Oka and his human wife Mitsuyo. Kentaro is the father of three members of the Voltus V team, Kenichi, Deijiro, and Hiyoshi. Kentaro is also secretly Barzan royalty, and Prince Hainal is the Three Go's half-brother. Voltus V is an amazing machine. It combines the Volt Cruiser, Volt Bomber, Volt Panzer, Volt Frigate, and Volt Lander into a giant humanoid robot with a deadly arsenal of weapons topped off by the Sword of the Sky. The show's theme songs, Borutesu Faibu no Uta by Mitsuko Horie and Chichi wo Motomete by Ichiro Mizuki, are so iconic that Filipinos can sing their lyrics on cue, even if they don't know what they mean. Even the sound effects from the show are instantly recognizable. But that's just the story on the screen. The story behind Voltus V may be even more fascinating. The secret story of Voltus V begins with a Philippine company known as Telesuccess Productions Incorporated. It was masterminded by Filipino businessman Larry Chan, who sought out Japanese anime translated and dubbed into English. Back then, it was not common practice for anime shows to be dubbed into English by the original Japanese owners, and so Filipinos had to not only translate the shows from Japanese to English, but get Filipino actors to do the voices. In a rare email interview, Larry Chan tells the story of how he discovered Voltes 5. Quote, the year was 1978. 
practically all the TV shows on the air were in English. The news reporting, the imported canned programs, the TV commercials, and local talk shows, they were all in English. For imported Japanese cartoons, dubbing to English was the requirement and the expected thing to do, but it was easier said than done. In preparation, I visited a number of dubbing studios in Japan. I observed and learned from their dubbing operations. I interviewed their sound engineers who were also helpful to suggest the audiovisual equipment for us to effectively set up our very first recording and editing studio. End of quote. Mr. Chan knew he had something special the moment he saw Voltus 5. Quote, When I first saw the Voltus 5 animation in the preview room of Toei Company back in 1977, it was a goosebumps wow moment. It was the feeling you get when you see something so fantastic and special, you want to share that amazing experience with all your friends. Voltus 5 had action, drama, family values, friendship, loyalty, patriotism, comedy, and love story all rolled into one. Back in those days, anyone who saw Voltus 5 would be impressed. It had excellent animation, but more importantly, it had a powerful and unique storyline that imparted and reinforced many of our own Filipino family values and principles. You need to remember that this was before any TV shows or movies like Transformers, Voltron, or Star Wars had ever been made or come into existence. Japanese animation was still relatively unknown in the world. End quote. Adapting and translating that show was a brand new experience for Telesuccess, according to Mr. Chan. And that's how Kenichi became team leader Steve, Daijiro became hefty martial artist Big Bert, and Little Hiyoshi became young aquatic savant Little John, the Armstrong brothers. Quote, The early scripts were cooperative efforts of many people. It was very awkward to use Japanese names in an English script, so we volunteered the names of our nieces and nephews. We felt that we needed to give Steve, Big Bert, and Little John a strong family name. And there you have it, Armstrong, the Armstrong family. We combined all the ideas and wrote the first English script that set the tone and standard for all the subsequent episodes. Our talents needed to master several voice characteristics and played multiple roles. Like, we didn't expect that a major character like Dr. Smith would die in the middle of the story. So Juni Gamboa, who played Dr. Smith beautifully, had to conjure and portray a younger and distinctive voice for Dr. Hook. Our first-generation voice talents certainly deserved all the accolades and respect they got for the tremendous job they did under those circumstances. End of quote. Thus, the Barzans became the Bozanians. Ipe became the cowboy Mark Gordon. Megumi became ninja Jamie Robinson. Prince Hainel became the notorious Prince Zardos. 
and most importantly, the sword of the sky became the laser sword. Mr. Chan remembers those heady days very well. Quote, After several months of preparations, the auspicious day finally came for Voltes V. On the fifth day of the week, the fifth day of the month, and the fifth month of the year. Friday, May 5, 1978. On that momentous day, we launched the very first episode of Voltes V on Channel 7 at that time known as GMA Television Arts. We ran a small advertisement in the newspaper. It was by sheer faith, refusing to think that we cannot do it, and perhaps a streak of foolish audacity. But it was surely a labor of love that we first dubbed and broadcast Voltes 5 and all the other robot TV shows. We knew that our dub was far from being perfect, but we were blessed with an audience who was patient, forgiving, and truly loved the show. We were deeply humbled that we were met with such resounding approval. For a young company with very limited resources, it gave us much encouragement to do more and be better. End of quote. According to a recent webinar given by anime enthusiast Dr. Victor Kalanog on super robots and Philippine history, while all the channels had their robot shows, no one had a lineup as formidable as GMA7. Chances are, Voltus 5 is the most popular, most significant robot in their memories. In the Philippines, the GMA network imported several series in the late 1970s and showed them pretty much at the same time. Mondays was Mechan the Robot, Tuesdays was Dimos, Wednesdays was Mazinger Z, Thursdays was Grandizer, and of course Friday was Voltus 5. And I'll argue, and many of my friends do remember this, that for many kids it was just easier to watch TV on Fridays because their parents let them do so. During the week, they might have had to do homework. No? As Mr. Chan recalls, Voltus 5 was a big show from the start. Quote, When we lined up the robot animations from Mondays to Fridays, it was the fans and the TV audience. They were the judges. They decided and made the choice. Voltus 5 emerged as number one among all the popular robot animations on the air. Soon, it captured the number one position as the overall highest rating TV show in the Philippines. There are many articles written by journalists and researchers on why Voltus 5 became as popular as it was in the Philippines and even more also went on to analyze and express their opinions on its impact on Filipino politics and pop culture. End quote. Dr. Kalanog again. Whatever you watched on Friday automatically became food for conversation on Monday. So poor you, if you got to school or work and you didn't know what happened to Voltus 5 from the episode from the prior Friday. Voltus 5 and actually would come back... In 1979, then-President Ferdinand Marcos banned all super robot shows. Voltus 5 was not the only one because of the excessive violence shown in them. But Voltus 5 was the most popular, and it was almost finished, having aired 35 episodes with only a few left to go. 
an entire generation of Filipino children had a cultural void left by the lack of closure due to the abrupt banning of Votus 5. I came home one day, on a Friday, para manood ng Votus 5. Tapos, wala. No Votus 5. For years. We talked to Bambi Eloriaga Amago, the editor-in-chief of Questor Magazine, the first Filipino magazine devoted to all things Voltus 5 and anime, all about it. The government decided that it was unfit for kids. It was a show that was inciting them to violence. Yan yung official reason ng government. Censorship, no? Yung romantic reason is it was censored kasi nakaka-relate daw yung Pilipino sa nangyayari doon sa show, which is discrimination, then the home planet of Bozania was being ruled by a tyrant, and then there is a group that are rebels, inspiring the heroes to fight against the tyrant. And so, a lot of people believe it was taken off the air kasi baka magka-idea yung tao na mag- mag-rebelde tayo kay Marcos. The lesser known reason, I'm not sure if it is the real reason, but I heard that GMA7 was beating the government-run stations, PTV4 and RPN9, with the ratings. We talked to someone else who also felt robbed when Voltus 5 was taken off the air. Hi, my name is Apollo Abraham. I'm an actor. I'm a voice talent. I've been dubbing for the last 25 years. <laughs> I watched all of them. Grandizer, Mekanda Robot, Daimos, Mazinger Z, of course, those are the most popular. Balatak. And I was heartbroken when the final few episodes were canceled by uh, President Marcos at that time. Mr. Chan brings closure to that story. Quote, The last few episodes were never shown until Voltas 5 finally returned home to GMA Network in 1999. GMA Films decided to release the last four episodes as a movie titled Voltas 5 The Liberation. You can guess why we called it The Liberation. The choice of the word sums up much of our feelings and emotions that the last few episodes were finally shown on the big screens. The movie was released in English to complete the story. By the following year, GMA decided to have the iconic show redubbed and broadcast in Filipino to give it a renewed freshness. End of quote. Back to Bambi. When it was announced, people were so happy kasi nga, finally they were getting their closure. And yun nga, wala na si Marcos. So babalik na siya. Malalaman na natin yung ending. Will they be reunited with their dad? Will they be able to topple the dictator? Everybody was so happy that it was finally ending. As if feeding a pent-up maid to watch the series over and over again, Voltus 5 continued to be re-aired over the years. When the final episodes were aired after the 1986 revolution, only one member of the original voice cast, Dodo Crisol, who voiced Prinzardos, returned. Again, Prinzardos was the new name Telesuccess had given Prince Hainel after it adopted and translated the show. Soon, 
the time came to redub the series for a new generation and for the first time, Votisfied would be dubbed in Filipino. Telesuccess switched from dubbing cartoons and anime from Japanese into English, this time into Filipino. Why did Larry Chan do this? Quote, We were the first to dub a foreign TV series into Filipino in 1988. That show was Shider, first shown on ABS-CBN. Shider was a bold experiment that turned out very well. After the EDSA revolution, there was a very strong sentiment of nationalism. We felt that the time was right to do a Tagalog dub. As things turned out, Shider changed the TV landscape. Filipino became the preferred language of the TV stations. It depends on how you look at it. You may consider the dubbing of Shider into Filipino as a milestone in the history of Philippine TV broadcast industry. Our dubbing teams, led by Mr. Earl Palma and Ms. Tada Carlos through the years, deserve credit for our smooth transition into the Filipino soundtrack production. End of quote. Apollo Abraham voiced Prince Zardos and the all-important narrator in the new Filipino dub of Voltes V. When I started dubbing Dragon Ball, I was dubbing it for about 10 years on and off. I dubbed Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball GT. And when we did it in RPN9 uh, way back in the day, it was in English. So we would dub it in English. Then halfway, after about five or six years, when we transferred to another channel, all of a sudden it became uh, Taglish and then Filipino. So it was 1997, and this dear friend of mine just said to me one day, Miraket, dubbing. Onion, Voltes 5. Huh? And of course, when they said Voltes 5, you know, my eyes lit up because, uh, as you all know, my generation, Voltes 5 was the thing. I was excited, of course. And then, once I was in the studio, I was told that I would dub Prince Zardoz, who was actually my favorite character in that entire show. And I also did the narrator. So here I was doing Prince Zardoz. And my main challenge was at that time. Because these uh, characters, especially in the Philippines, are so iconic, I had to ride on that uh, characterization. I didn't want to digress too much. So for Prince Zardos, well, it also helped that I knew the original dubber for that character. The Dr. Uh, Sol. Yes, I knew him because we performed together in theater. So he was a friend of mine. So he would say something like, Zul, Draco, bring out our newest beast fighter. There was like a slight British accent, a little effete. And so I, I figured, okay, I'm going to do that in Filipino. Zul, Draco, ilabas niyo ng ating bagong beast fighter. That was fun because when I finally dubbed Voltes Five, I got to watch the entire story until the end. Because when I was a kid at six years old, I missed it because... You know, Marcos, as you know, banned uh, Voltes V. All this hoopla has also made collecting Voltes V a national obsession and a licensing challenge for telesuccess at times. Larry Chan explains, quote, We would like to take this opportunity to enjoin our fans to buy only duly authorized and licensed Voltes V products. 
unauthorized productions of copyrighted intellectual property are criminal acts punishable by law. We see many unlicensed and unauthorized Voltis 5 products being sold on social media and other venues. These acts of piracy are on record and can easily be traced and criminally prosecuted. We implore the pirates to cease and desist from further illegal piracy activities. As the licensing agent of Toei Company Limited for Voltus 5 merchandise, TeleSuccess extends our hands in friendship to grant the proper license to deserving licensees. Please be a friend of Voltus 5 rather than an enemy. Come and join the Voltus team and do the right thing. Be a proud and honorable member of the Voltus 5 family of authorized licensees. End of quote. When Popey and Godaikin, now owned by Bandai, first released the legendary Diecast Voltus 5 Volt in Box set in 1977, they created a holy grail for collectors, of which there are many. Here's Dr. Kalanod. Voltus 5 was among the first series, if not the first, that coordinated toy production and how the robot was shown in the cartoon. So the toys that became available for kids really looked like what they saw on TV. And that was a big deal. The Voltus figure, the best one was from Popey or in the US Godaikin, represented the transformation sequence pretty well. And today, that figure is so treasured by its owners, it can sell for a pretty high price, anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 US dollars. That's 100,000 to half a million Philippine pesos, no? Bandai continues to launch a variety of well-designed licensed toys, most notably the 40th anniversary solo Chugokin set, which does separate and combine, and the later full action one, which doesn't combine but is fully articulated. Soul of Chugokin, or Soul of Super Alloy, is shortened as SOC. It's a line of die-cast robot toys produced by Bandai for adult collectors. Later this year, Bandai is set to release what is considered the most ambitious Voltes product ever, the Bandai DX SOC Volt-In Box, which is not only the tallest but also has light and sound effects. The DX stands for Deluxe. The SOC or Soul of Chigokin means it is made of die-cast metal. It separates and combines. The Volt-in-Box set name is an homage to the original 1977 toy. It is considered the ultimate Voltus 5 toy. It is so sought after that its pre-orders are already all sold out and shortages are expected even among the deliveries which have already been paid for. Luckily, it has a cuter, less expensive counterpart, says Larry Chan. Quote, we deeply appreciate that Voltus 5 is the number one most desirable toy and collectible in the Philippines. And I have good news for our collectors. Aside from the Bandai Voltus 5 Vault in Box, please watch out for the duly authorized Funko Pop Voltus 5 figurines. They are currently in production and will be available soon before Christmas. End of quote. 
Today, there remains an intensely loyal fandom with Facebook groups that continue to celebrate a property that remains virtually unchanged since 1977. Why does Voltus V endure? Just how significant and well-made Voltus V was compared to its predecessor and its successor in the Robot Romance trilogy was emphasized by YouTube mecha expert CJ Ireland, better known as Professor Otaku D2, in Episode 5 of his A Visual History of Mecha series. Voltus V was the successor to Combattler V, and it too enjoyed the same success that Combattler did. This one helps cement in everyone's minds how to do a five-person pilot squad with a transforming robot, and it would later sire Tosho Daimos, which completed the Robot Romance trilogy as it would be known. Again, what shows like Ingoizer and Mekonda Robo had a hard time grasping, the Robot Romance series nailed it seemingly effortlessly, bringing character, personality, and dramatic stories to a series designed more for selling toys and filling a time slot. And when it aired in the Philippines, they sure loved it. What Voltron is for America, Voltes V is for the Philippines. And I think the U.S. got the short end of the stick on that. I asked Bambi, why do you think Voltes V is the national robot? He became part of our culture. I'm going to have to beg to differ a little bit to the one who said parang equivalent siya ng Voltron sa America. Yes, Voltron is big in the US, pero it's more of like a gateway anime. Okay, I watched this as a kid, it's anime pala. Then, okay, I'm curious what is anime. Voltus 5 is not a gateway anime. It's a cultural icon for us. Meaning, hindi lang anime fans yung may gusto sa kanya. For a lot of factors that people felt they were deprived, it's another aspect of how Marcos effed us up. Kasi nga, ang dami nang tinanggal sa atin ni Marcos, pati Voltes V tinanggal sa atin, di ba? And then, when you were a child na hindi ka naman ganun ka-aware din sa abuses, dun sa mga bata, parang na-deprive sila dun sa story closure. And then, uh, as this generation got older, they started to tell the younger ones, they would wax romantic about, oh, I had that toy when I was a child. I think a lot of the mainstream fans don't even know that it came from Japan, maybe, na hindi siya anime. Certainly at the time, I don't think anybody thought na, a Japanese ba to? Hindi kasi siya niche. It comes out in our artwork, diba? Yung sculptures ni Tom Imao, diba? And then it comes out in pop culture. So parang part na siya din ng pagka-Pilipino. And now, the biggest thing to happen to Voltus V is coming. From the very beginning, with the numerous reruns and dubs, including the one that involves some big Filipino TV actors, the same 2D animation from 1977 has been used. For the first time, a live-action adaptation of the iconic robot show is on its way, according to Larry Chan. Quote, The TV stations wanted to give our audience a brand new experience with celebrity dubbing. They proved to be popular, but we at Telesuccess Productions 
had always wanted to do a live-action remake of Voltus V. This became possible after a very long negotiation with Toei Company Limited. Finally, Voltus V Legacy. It took many years to put this project together. The singular pride and achievement I have in spearheading this project is that it is purely made in the Philippines. While this is understandably a remake, all the creative revisions, computer graphic imagery, redesigns, ideas, and concepts, the revised scripts so crucial to this project were done by enthusiastic and creative Filipino professionals, all fans who grew up with Voltus V. Again, it is a labor of love. We ourselves marvel and are so impressed with the quality of work we are capable of producing. We should all be so very proud. Made in the Philippines. We thank and appreciate all the people involved in this project. We cannot find a better and more fitting partner than GMA Capuso Network, the birthplace and home of Voltus V in the Philippines. We especially want to thank the top management as well as the Voltus 5 project team at GMA Capuso Network for their all-out support and commitment to this project. We also wish to thank the management of Toei Company Limited for their trust and confidence in awarding us the license to do this Voltus 5 remake. We are also thankful for the participation of director Mark Reyes a very keen and knowledgeable Voltus V aficionado and to Riot Incorporated for the excellent CGI you will see in the remake. We know that you, our dear and loyal fans of Voltus V, have very high expectations. We sincerely want to give you a level up wow experience from the original animation. We hope that you will lend this project your kind patience, understanding, and wholehearted support. After all, this one is for you. We wholeheartedly dedicate this Voltus V Legacy Remake with love to all of you. End of quote. In the end, Telesuccess Productions, which gave the Philippines inspiration unlike any other, and the first golden age of animation, would go on to give us everything from Dragon Ball Z to Ghost Fighter, but we'll find out more about that in the next episode. For now, they gave us Voltus V. And for this, Larry Chan could not be any happier. Quote, This old man is grateful that I have been given the chance and the opportunity to bring our people the years of fun, joy, happy memories, and wholesome entertainment, even perhaps made a difference in the lives of our fans. I sincerely want to thank everyone for your love, support, and recognition. Let's vault in. End of quote. That's it for this episode of Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by Josa Quinones and edited by Nina Toralba. Thank you to Bambi Eloriaga Amago, Dr. Victor Kalanog, Apollo Abraham, and most of all, Mr. Larry Chan of Telesuccess Productions Incorporated for taking part in this episode. 
If you like this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. I'm your host, Ruelas Rivera. Next time, find out why your American cartoons are sounding just a little bit more familiar these days. Gusto niyo ba malaman kung paano ako nagiging si Spongebob? Find that out and much, much more in the season finale of Super Random. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.